So Nolan, uh, me and a couple friends are talking about Little Uzi Vert, uh, the rapper, and he put a a diamond in his forehead, and um, uh, it's a real diamond. I think it even spins in his forehead. Have you seen? Yeah, that? yeah. So you know, I saw it. You know, I saw. I it. mean, like, so what, what's what's your thoughts on this? Because I I was just waiting to hear your thoughts on this. Look, so is is it okay? Here's my. I can't even get the words. First off, is it actually twenty four million dollars? Because I'm skeptical that that's even actually twenty four million. Is he worth twenty four million? Because I'm like that's a lot of money. So look, this, this, okay. So listen, I saw some people on the internet like googled his net worth, and apparently his net worth didn't come up to that amount. Now, of course, that's just Google. You know, you're searching this and that. But oh yeah, they say he's worth sixteen. <laughs> that ain't twenty four. Right. So my second question is whether he even has the money or not. Is that actually twenty four million dollars? Like now I know he he's he said he's been paying it off, right? He's, uh, the rumor is been, he's been paying it off since 2017. But is it actually 24 million dollars? Because I don't think it's 24 million dollars. I'm just gonna be honest. I don't know what a 24 million dime, a 24 million dollar diamond is supposed to look like. But I just I just can't even I can't even get wrap my brain around it. That's 24 million dollars. Forget the fact that he's putting it in the middle of his forehead like it's an infinity stone or something. Like. It's twenty four million dollars. Like, do you think? <laughs> you got no. Am I tripping, or is that you really think that's twenty four million dollars? I no. I, I'm gonna give him a couple million. I'm, I'm gonna say like six, seven million. So, so where did they get the value of twenty four million dollars if it's not twenty four million? Like, who would just? I think he said that. So okay, so he just said it, and then we're just like yeah. it's twenty four million dollars. I don't know if it's twenty four million dollars, man. I don't know if it's twenty four. I'm, I'm not. Listen, I'm looking at. Online, uh, so you take that for what it's worth. But it said between September 2017 mm-hmm. and September 2018, he made 20 million. So, I, mm. so I mean, either way, he's for, oh, look. Forget the logic. What, what do you even feel about it just being on his forehead? How about that? First of all, I feel like somebody is, there, is, is somebody going to try to rob him, like for his forehead. <laughs> I, 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 it, man, no, in all seriousness, though, you're right. Actually, yeah, I, I was thinking about it. Like you know how people snatch chains. Are they just gonna try to snatch the diamond out of his head while he's on stage? And like, what happens to him? Like, if you do that, they're like, does he shut off or like? Does he? Does he, does he actually stop? So, and here's like, and my other thing is: is it is it pierced or like how does that? Maybe I just don't know about enough details about it. It looked like it sold in to me because it kind of. Because when you when I first heard the news, right, it was just like as if people were like, "Oh, Lil Uzi Vert had a diamond placed inside his forehead," and so. Immediately, didn't see a picture. I'm like, I'm thinking like this is like some surgery. You know what I'm saying? Like they went inside him to place this thing in here. Then I saw the picture. I was like, okay, so is that a piercing or? And then what's the, the what's the picture with him? Was he actually bleeding there or like? I, I mean, I'm missing. Yeah, he was bleeding. That's what he claimed. Oh, so he was actually bleeding from that? Yeah, that's what he claims. So what wh- what happens there? Like he can't. I'm assuming he can't take that out. Like that hole closes right away. Right. I mean, does it close right away? Because I mean, it has to be a deep hole. It has a diamond in it. It's not like a little ear piercing. I, I'm not gonna lie. That I've seen a lot of weird things, but that right there, I don't. I don't even know, man. Like I, I honestly didn't even have words. Because you know, but it didn't surprise me. Like as crazy as it sounds, like I, I was just kind of expecting that. Like really, I, I don't even know. Not that though. You couldn't have been expecting I mean, that. I don't, I don't know what weird is either where he's a unique dude so like I'm just right. not surprised I mean do you think this is going to become a trend maybe some replicas of people doing it some of his fans his followers 
Nolan. And nope, first of all, we all talking about the diamond. The surgery itself probably was six figures. Oh, so you so, so this is some real this is a real deal surgery. Well, because I'm thinking this is like I walk into the mall, get a piercing with a gun. No, 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 no. Well, I know it's not that simple, but I'm not thinking it's like he's on an operating table. You know what I mean? I mean, it's probably small. Like you know how they have outpatient. It's probably something small. I mean, ain't nothing. Yeah. Did you give him some laughing gas and it's outpatient? But yeah, it's probably something like that. Like he probably never went to sleep when they did it. But yes, you know it's something. I don't know, man. But if you could throw, if you could throw a couple of G's and a tattoo, yeah. I mean, you talking about piercing your forehead? Yeah, I mean that's like thirty, forty thousand dollars right there. I just want to see who's the next. Per- like, what's more wild than that? That's what I want to know. Because you know, usually you see people push the limits, and, and I saw him make comments that you know it's, it it wouldn't be iconic if or something like that. I don't know what that really meant, but. Who's gonna push the limits even more? Because I mean, how is that even? What's the next Beyond step? Thug. But what would be the next step? What, what can you do more than pierce your forehead with a twenty-four million dollar, uh, quote-unquote twenty-four million dollar diamond? What's I mean? What's bigger? To, like, I mean, there's a lot of weird things. I mean, you want Young Thug, you know, wore some some dresses and things like that. But I mean, this is next level. I don't know. It is next level, but I mean, one thing I will say to him is like. It's out there. I mean, it, it grabs your attention. It did what it was supposed to do. I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I want to see more details on it. I gotta. I feel like it's one of those things I gotta see in person or something. I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking about the health factors of this, though. Like, I'm like, so, like, does it get infected? Possibly. How do you clean it around it? Right? How about all that stuff? I mean, yeah, we're, like, we're getting into get detail, but it. yeah. I mean, like, can you go to sleep? Like, if you fall asleep on your, are you banging your forehead? Does it hurt? I hope there's no way it could be painful because, well, I can, actually I can't say that, but would he really do something like that if it would? Yeah, I think he would actually. I think I'm answering my own. Right, he got a tattoo like on his eye, and I know that had to be painful. But it's not recurrent pain. You know what I'm saying? Like, would you get something now? You or I would maybe wouldn't get something that was gonna be constantly put in pain. You got to be careful what you do. But he may do it. I wouldn't actually be. I, I, now thinking about it. I may, I'm probably not surprised if, if he did even consider these factors and still did it. You know what I mean? But I, yeah, who knows? I mean, he might be on Percocet. He'd be so high, he probably don't feel it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Look, we going to get to talk to the Super Bowl in a second, of course. But I, sorry, before we even get to the Super Bowl real quick. Well, first off, I just want to thank everyone for joining us. It's interesting enough. He's Trey. I'm Nolan. Obviously, we're going to have some big-time reactions to the big game yesterday. Um, obviously, you saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady take care of business. But Trey, before we even get into the game, before we get into the game, I just I got I got throw some out here real quick. Now we talked. I, t- I told you about it briefly before we got on the pod. But for those who didn't see the Byron Leverage press conference, he's the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's African American, just like Todd Bowles, who's the defensive coordinator. He, Trey, he got asked a question by the reporters after the game about how the defense schemed to stop Patrick Mahomes. But little did the reporter know, he's actually talking to the wrong black man, Trey. So what I got to say is, is <laughs> why, or I should I should ask it actually. Do white people think that all black people look the same? Is that a thing? 
No. Or is it still I, a thing? I want. Or do other people that are not black think all black people look the same? Because, because you know what, Trey, real quick, before you answer, it's not that he made the mistake. If you listen to the clip, even when Byron Leftwich corrected him, he still seemed kind of like he wasn't really sure why he was chuckling, like what was so funny. Like, he, I don't think he realized right away that he was talking to the wrong dude. So, I don't know. See, now I will say this though, because I just recently I went to Target and a guy, one um, one of the guys that's working in the cash register, he, he confused me for somebody else. He said, I look just like him, I sound just like him, but I had the mask on. So, I just okay. want to say that now with the mask being on, it's kind of hard, you know, to differentiate, uh, to tell two uh, people from one another, right? And it could have just been a you know accident, but you know all black people look the same at the end of the day. So I, I thought we were. I, I'm not gonna say I thought we were over this. I thought we were over this. I mean, they don't even look alike, man. No, we all look alike. <laughs> oh, but Trey, <laughs> Trey. But you know the worst part about this is I understand if it was just two black men, right? You know, just two guys walking the street. He's a reporter, Trey. So you know what that means. He's been doing preparation for this. He he knows who the coaches are. He knows the ins and outs. No, maybe come, maybe come he on, got Trey. nervous. No, Trey, you got these questions prepared, <laughs> and you know the thing is, it's not like he just pops up on you and you have to ask the question. He is there already, and I'm sure that wasn't the very first question somebody asked him, by the way, too. So you didn't even get a hit from somebody else that that wasn't the right guy. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, he probably didn't even know if he was talking to Eric the Enemy or Byron Leftwich. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure he just can't tell the difference. <laughs> I mean, he might have thought that's Patrick Mahomes in the field. He just he got a little darker. That's all. Maybe. I, I just thought it was hilarious. I, I just couldn't even let that go. I just had to bring that up. But, but man, we're going to get into it. Big time Super Bowl reactions. Please, of course, like, subscribe, leave us a review. And obviously, uh, Trey, I think you picked the Bucks, right? You picked the Bucks to win? Yeah, no, I picked the Bucks. Okay, so you picked the Bucks. I picked the Chiefs. Um, obviously, it was. I'm not going to go over the details too much of the game. We, we all saw it. Um, but, Trey, I just want to give it off to you first off. Obviously, it was a big disappointment for the Chiefs and how they lost the game, obviously, in a blowout. There's a lot of people to blame, a lot of things that went wrong for the Chiefs, a lot of things that went right for the Bucks. But who was the biggest or who was the most to blame for the Chiefs' uh, loss? Um, I, I think, just honestly, the Chiefs' offensive line really had to take a lot of responsibility for this loss. But... I know that they were miss, missing two starters on the offensive line, so I have to, you know, kind of mm-hmm. be understanding of it. And then at the second point, I just think we always want to blame somebody when somebody loses. But sometimes you just have to give credit to the other team. And the Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers just played phenomenal. I mean, their defense played phenomenal. Their offense, Brady, Gronkowski, even Antonio Brown, even though he didn't have a lot of huge yards. He had a touchdown, Leonard Fournette. Like, they were all just really clicking on all cylinders. They had one of their best games all year in the Super Bowl. Sometimes we just had to give credit where credit is due. I don't think it was so much of a situation where all the Chiefs or anybody on that team or a part of that staff was responsible for it. I think that the Buccaneers just played a better game. I I mean, I agree. As far as the blame is concerned, I got to go the other way with it in terms of for the Chiefs. I got to go the defense, man. And here's what I say. The offense, Trey, that Chiefs defense hasn't been good. I mean, they've been all right. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't say they've been terrible, but they're not an elite defense or anything. No one's mistaken them for the 85 Bears. But, Trey, 
that Patrick Mahomes in that offense picks up the picks up that defense all year long, right? Was scoring a bunch of points. The one time the offense was just struggling, sputtering a bit, you know, maybe some nerves, just wasn't playing well in the first quarter, or even the first half. The defense couldn't even string together a but like some stops to at least help them out. I mean, they 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 carry you guys all year. And the one time maybe we can get some stops to help them out, maybe get a turnover. You couldn't even get and and you know the worst part about it was, Trey? We watched the game and we don't have to be football aficionados, but they were just these are basic plays. Just running to you heard Tony Roman talking about just running to the right side. I mean, it wasn't nothing. This was smash ball football. I'm just gonna hit you in the mouth. And this was nothing. This was just run the ball down your throat, and this was just some play action passes. Old fashioned football. This wasn't anything. No Eric Bieniemy offense where a bunch of guys are in motion and a lot of things crazy going on. I mean, they just took it to him, and they couldn't even get a stop. So that that chief defense was disappointing, and, and obviously they'll look to improve it going forward anyway. But that was disappointing to watch. I mean, for that because I, I had the feeling, and I'll, I'll see if, Trey. You tell me if you agree to this. I have the feeling that if the Chiefs defense were able to get a few stops, maybe even get a turnover to give the Chiefs a short field, you kind of just had that feeling like the Chiefs needed just one thing to go their way. Like one of them passes to com- convert a big third down, um, a football not to hit a, a wide receiver in the face. That could happen, not happen too. That'd be great. So like they, they just, you just felt like, and I know, you know, you just felt like watching Mahomes, they just needed one break, something big to happen. Maybe that one turnover. And you saw they got the turnover. That was of course a penalty, but they needed something big to happen. The Chiefs defense just couldn't get it done. Uh, yeah, and I think a little bit. I wasn't a fan of that coaching um, in the end of the first half when the um, the Chiefs burned a timeout. They let Tampa Bay get situated, let them come out of that timeout, and they threw it, I think, to Gronkowski, who um, got in mm-hmm. first down. They didn't end up scoring off of that. And um, I just wasn't a you fan. You think you would have played a conservative? You would have played a conservative there? Yeah, I think well, it would have went down like 10 and a half. I think I would have just left with that. Then um, mm-hmm. going down 17, but they didn't lose because of that play, but that play just didn't help them. It shifted right. you know, the momentum more to Tampa Bay, and it really put them in a bad spot coming out of, the ha- um, out of the half. But, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, for what it's worth, the Chiefs are still, they went to back-to-back Super Bowls. Yes, they didn't win both of them, but they went to back-to-back Super Bowls. That's not something a lot of teams can say, especially not here recently. So um, I don't think there's anything you can knock at them. I don't think I think the Chiefs are still going to be one of the better teams, if not one of the not the best team next year. I don't see them going anywhere, not soon at least. So I think yeah. um, you have that uh, to be said in them. And the Buccaneers, you know, I think they were like twelve and five. They really just got hot at the end of the year, like you want to do, like you're supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. They were able to squeak out of Green Bay. And then they had maybe arguably their best game of the year in the Super Bowl. I, I agree. I agree. And, and I, one thing I will say, will say into your point with the, with the Chiefs offensive line real quick, I mean, I know they had some injuries on the offensive line. And the Chiefs had a lot of things going on, by the way. Of course, you know, um, Andy Reid's son getting into the accident. And, you know, we're obviously you know, hoping for wishes for the, for the kid that was in the accident as well. So there, there's a lot of distractions, things going on. But, I mean, when you look at some of the numbers there, man, not only were they getting to Patrick Mahomes, but they didn't even blitz Patrick Mahomes. I saw the stat. They only blitzed Patrick Mahomes, I think it was less than 10% of the time. And he was actually pressured on 50% of his job back. So half of his job, the time as he dropped back, he was getting pressured and they was only rushing four guys. So, I mean, that's just, and, and I know these, some of these guys are backups and stuff like that, but that's inexcusable. Like that's inexcusable. You got to give the guy at least some, some time to do this. But here's what I will say about Patrick Mahomes real quick though. I think that, 
this loss is, is actually going to be the, one of the best things that's ever happened. And remember I said that this is going to be one of the best things that ever happened to Patrick Mahomes because to this point, besides losing in the AFC championship game to, to, to Brady, things have been coming kind of easy for Mahomes. And the Chiefs, let's be honest, they've been lazy all year. They let teams get out to a lead, but they're so good that they feel like they can come back and they never have that intensity. But they did it and last this year. Time, they did that last year, right. And and they, they were able to come back. But finally, it bit them in the behind. Finally, it actually bit them in the behind. And this might be the best thing. They, this might force them to really get in that cave and really be motivated to execute from the beginning of a game. And, and as far as Mahomes is concerned, I mean, come on, Trey. People were already on first taking all these shows, already anointing this guy to go, for crying out loud. I mean, it, it was like, what, was go, what, did, what would the narrative have been on Monday morning if Mahomes would have won that Super Bowl? I, I promise you there would have been a segment on first take or any of these shows, and they would have been like, is Mahomes the GOAT? Is Mahomes the GOAT? And he would have, won, he would have just won two Super Bowls. So I think this was a humbling experience, but I think this is going to make him better. And I think, I think for the league, they, they better watch out. because I mean, they have to watch out anyway because he's an assassin, but it's about to be crazy. And it might be humbling, but I, I do want to say one thing. He could still I, – I mean, it's so early, but he could still be one of the greatest, if not the greatest. It's not like Tom Brady has a perfect record in the Super Bowl. I know he's won seven at this point. So, I um, mean, mm-hmm. he can win a few more. So, you know, give him all the credit. But, I mean, it's not like he's out of the realm of possibility. I mean, the two Super Bowls Tom Brady lost with to Eli Manning. Yeah, it's not. It's not a bunch on resume. And I'll bring that up in our next segment real quick. But the And the final thing, Trey, I just want to say on this, like I said, the Chiefs have a bunch of distractions, and there's a lot of things going on. But nobody's talking about the biggest thing, the biggest attraction for them, and why the Chiefs lost. Patrick Mahomes ain't get a haircut, man. Patrick Mahomes wasn't able to get a haircut before the game. And I stand by this. When you get a haircut, you look good, you feel good, you play good. And we know the situation, what happened with the barber. The Chiefs, for those who don't know, the Chiefs had their team barber uh, come in for COVID, so he was cutting most of the guys. One of the players um, actually tested, or the barber, I think, the barber or the player, one of them tested positive for COVID. Um, so the barber had to immediately stop cutting the guy's hair in the middle of a haircut. Um, that was kind of it. it he, he went on to finish his haircut, but they held a lot of players back from getting that Super Bowl cut, namely Patrick Mahomes. And I saw it as soon as he took that helmet off, Trey. I saw it. I was like, <laughs> this ain't good. I was like, this ain't good. You don't got his fresh cut, man. He's not feeling He's it. it, it you're just a little off when you don't have the fresh cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is big game. This is big money time. I know it's COVID, and there's not a bunch of fans in there. But you didn't have the cut, man. And I knew when he didn't have the cut, I was already nervous. But I feel like if there was one guy to be able to perform without a cut, it was Mahomes. But he couldn't get it done. He couldn't get it done. I mean, why wouldn't they, and I don't want to get off on a tangent on this one, but why wouldn't they do a COVID test for this barber? Get it back. Then allow him to start getting cuts. Because they said he was mid-cut when he got the uh, positive results, and then they told him he had to go. Like I, I just so I don't understand. So that. you're saying why didn't he get why didn't the barber? Yeah, like the team if they knew. Listen, if they knew he was cutting Patrick Mahomes' hair, they should have said, "Hey, take a quick rapid test. If it comes back positive, unfortunately, you're going to leave. But if it comes back negative, then you can cut his hair." But the thing is. What I know with the NFL with their COVID protocols, you need like multiple negative tests. So you can't just get like the one test because some tests can be inconclusive. That's why the center that actually Daniel Kilgore that tested positive, he didn't actually wasn't able to practice the whole week until like Saturday, and then they were just flying into Tampa on Saturday. So it's it, like they need multiple tests. So 
him and the receiver, I think it was Demarcus Robinson, the receiver had the same situation. They didn't even really practice all week. All they were in were Zoom meetings because they had, they had to string. I think you have to string together like four negative tests. And the NBA was doing, I think the NBA set that precedent because they had to do something similar as well. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely interesting there. But now that Brady's on the Super Bowl, we'll, we'll definitely get to this next discussion here. We're going to take a quick break real quick, and then I, I want to talk about some GOATs. All right, Trey, man, we're back. Look, we spent all the time talking about the Super Bowl. That was fun. But I really, this is what I really want to talk about. This is what i actually been waiting to get to talk to you about specifically, because I feel like we're going to differ here. Is Tom Brady the GOAT? And not just the GOAT. We know he's probably the GOAT of football, but is he the GOAT of all sports? Is he the GOAT athlete? I mean... I, I know, that's I a good, know. Uh, barbershop conversation. <laughs> I mean, it kind of just depends yeah. because, like, are we talking like just all uh, single sport? Like, I mean, like, is it team sport or just a sport where one person is only involved? Like golf? Is that? I mean, how you how do you view it? Do you you? I mean, if you, if you separate it, you can separate it. I mean, I guess we can we can go team sports. Okay, if it's yeah, easier. I think I go team you sports because that's then a you easier. Because then you take out Serena, Tiger Woods, you know, people yeah. like that. Okay, so I okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, so team sports first. I mean, my thing is, I didn't watch this man play. I don't really know too many of his highlights, but I'm still going to say his name, Bill Russell. That's because he has 11 championships, oh. and he did that professionally. So in the most difficult league, so I mean, to me, who else could you pick? I mean, 11? Jordan, man. It's Jordan. Jordan? No, 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 no. And hear me out. Hear me out. It's, it's not even close. Oh, what, what's Go 11? Ahead. I mean, what's 6 to 11? It's not just – you think it's just about championships? That's but then what, what is about? it about with Tom Brady? Because you can't say that Tom Brady has the nicest arm ever. He doesn't have the strongest arm ever. He's not the most athletic quarterback. What is it? What's what's the real well, that's what What's I, the real reason that we consider him the arguably greatest athlete of all time? Because he has championships. I don't consider him – I don't consider well, I'm him some people do. Some time, people but do. he's definitely in the discussion. Okay, but he's definitely in the discussion. But it, all right, for me, it's not just about – it's about everything. So it's about y- y- your stats, right? That matters. What you do in the regular season and in the playoffs, obviously championships because that's the biggest goal. And then also your impact on the game and, and your impact on the culture. All of that is why Jordan is the GOAT. So, the re- like, obviously we know his impact on the game, right, what he did for the game basketball and, and – you know he's the face of it. He's probably he's still one of but the impact of the game. That's not that's not fair. And let me let me let me say that. Let me say it because it is. Okay, Jordan had magazines. He had the internet. He had cable um, networks. Like he had all these things to put him out there. Well, Bill Russell, he didn't have that. The basketball games weren't televised, and when they were, they were on tape delay. You didn't have Sports Illustrated. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have you know, cable television all the time to show you every single game he played in. So, I mean, I just don't think that's fair when you really get into the culture aspect of it. And just for the fact that he played in the 60s and was a black man, okay, of course he didn't dominate culture the same way that Michael Jordan did some 30 or 40 years later. I mean, I get that. At the same time, though, it's not just about the champion. Like, it's not just about the championships. And, and I understand that Bill Russell, you know, he did have a big impact, of course. And I understand it's just it's just not the same. And just watching Jordan, the excitement that he brought to the game. Unfortunately, he was just in a different era. That's just kind of what it is. I'm not trying to hold it against him. 
But I mean, at the same time, you know, Jordan's got, you know, all of the accomplishments you can think of as well as the All-Star games and the MVPs and things like that. So, I mean, it's just, Jordan's just synonymous with the game of basketball. Like, you watch the game, but like, there, when Jordan was playing, you're watching basketball for Jordan. When Bill Russell's playing, you're not just watching for Bill Russell. You're watching for Will Chamberlain, too. Like, there was, there was always somebody competing. J- Jordan, there is no competition. But is that because Jordan played in a watered-down era? Why you're watching. I've heard the argument before. I hear that. A, I mean, I yeah, I hear that a lot. And obviously, we're not from that era, so I mean, it'd be hard to say, you know. But in my opinion, it doesn't look too watered down. I mean, if I mean, if you want to go with the competition, that's the same thing that they have now in the East as well as before. But there was a lot of stars. I mean, he just yeah, I know he caught it in a good time. I mean, timing is everything. He caught it at a good time with Bird and and Magic kind and of on their way out. So I mean, I give and and, and Isaiah, I give him that. But I mean, I give you that, but. I don't. I don't think that's a, enough of a factor, and, and just his impact on the game. Look, and in, in in terms of you just arguing it with Tom Brady, just because that was the discussion because he just won a Super Bowl. With Tom Brady, it's like I know he's got out of the college, he's got out of Super Bowls, but I mean he's not like when you think of okay, I want one quarterback. Well, maybe if you think about one quarterback, you want to win a game. But I don't you know, know if you I Tom, Tom Brady, Brady, but he's not like okay. There you go. Yes, arguably, arguably but I think but, I'll go with but even, over Tom Brady. Right. And yeah, and he was a lot more accomplished, especially in the regular season and things like that. And and let's be honest, nobody watches football. I mean, I don't know anybody that just watches football and they're like, because no, of Tom Brady. No. Like, oh, I'm just watching football. Like people were literally watching basketball because of, you know, Jordan and, and even now see, LeBron, that, that's, right? That's, so that's, to me, that's a whole different topic yeah. because basketball, the way it's played and the way it's sold to the American population, one person really is the whole league. Like not the whole team, the whole league. Like LeBron James mm-hmm. is the league. When Steph Curry was popping a couple of years ago, he was the league for that time. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, right. they are the league or they were the league. With football, you know, you're looking for the team. Like, who cares if Tom Brady's not on the Patriots? People are still going to watch the Patriots. I mean, Dallas Cowboys, they always say that's America's team. Nobody's really focused on Dak Prescott, Tony Romo, Tara Owens, or whoever, whatever star they have on their team. They're focused right. on the actual team. So I think that's a little different too. So in that case, I mean, yeah, nobody's watching the game just to watch Tom Brady, but I don't think we can take away from a from that for that perspective. I mean, I, I get I guess I get that. I mean, in terms of basketball, obviously it's set up in a way, but I think that's even more of the pro argument for a guy like Jordan, just because you know, you have more control, right? Because you're a basketball player, there's just less guys on the court, right? There, you know, things like that. So determining winning or losing, we can make an argument that it's a bigger factor for the, the best player on a basketball team than it is the best player on the football team. And I know the quarterback's the most important position, but there's other Okay, well, I like the argument, but let's say we just allow um, other athletes into it, those that are involved in team sports. So you're talking about your Serena Williams, okay. your Tiger Woods, your Usain Bolts, your Michael Phelps, that kind of thing. Does it um, change the situation? It changes it a little bit because I do think I mean, individual. I hate to do it like that, but individual sports gotta. They have a leg up, don't they? I mean, they, I don't want to say it's an advantage. Yeah, they, I, was, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, they kind of do have a leg up, right? And then, as far as dominance is concerned, I mean, I'm going. So here's what I'll say: the Olympic athletes, and I know this might be controversial, but I, I, you only compete every four, once every four years. But doesn't that I make it tough? You in it. Like when I gotta you have because it's game. like, oh, you don't get all these shots. I get it. No. It, 
I, but at the same time, you have three and a half years to train. But for everybody else, you can beat them. So I can go past that same time frame. You're right, but you, I mean, it's not it's not the same wear and tear on your body when you have to do this year in and year out with these guys, and it's all it's all year round. Yeah, I give you that. You know what I'm saying? You have a long long wait period. But I mean, again, and I'm just we're nitpicking here, right? I mean, they're all great athletes. But what I would say, I mean, I'm going if I got to pick one, I got to go Serena. I mean, when you talk about everything that I just mentioned, the impact on the game, um, her dominance at her position, she's still going. And not even to mention the stuff she's gone through recently, like giving birth and still competing at the highest level. And, it, and I don't know if she's won a major since then. She, she's given birth. I don't think so, because I think she lost. Yeah, I, don't the, think uh, I don't think she's won since then. In, in, the, in, the, in the Grand Slam title to, to um, Osaka, I think, a few years back. So if she, let's say she goes out and wins, because, you know, we love the big story, right? Like we love Tiger Woods coming back after his controversy and winning the Masters, if Serena comes back after this and is able to win, you know what I mean? I mean, then it's like really anything, what can you say? I mean, she's the highest female pay. Um, you know, she's opened the door, impact opened the door, you know, speaking of impact, right? So, I mean, she's got to be in the discussion. She'd probably be my number one. I mean, just going off a rough list, I don't have a list in front of me, but she'd probably be in in the in a very short list of at least top two or three. I mean, you. I think, yeah, when you're talking about uh, those that are not involved in team sports, I think they just kind of have an inherent advantage in this argument because they're doing it all in, all in their mm-hmm. own. So, you know, Serena, she does have a, a leg up to me than Tom Brady in comparison. But I also want to say that uh, I know I'm kind of disadvantaged in this argument because I just thought about it. You know, I'm only thinking about American sports. I don't, I don't I'm not, I never really watched Pele. I don't know too much about him. I don't, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know right. much about Ronaldo or Messi. I just, I'm not a big soccer person. So I kind of want to say that in advance, like, you know, I just don't know about these guys. But that's true. I mean, I, I know Pele is like, you know, he's, yeah, I know he's, he's a legend, legend, but I just right? don't know. Like, I, I, I couldn't tell you anything that he won, but I just know his name. I mean, so I, I would say if, if I'm forced to make like a list, right? So here, I'll give you a, I'll give you a top five. This is a rough top five. Put one. I got one more person. I want you to put okay, it in. Okay, no. If we're talking about I, I got accomplishments in, in regards to the sports and then in the culture as well, I think we got to put Muhammad Ali in there. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got Ali. Okay. Ali's in it. Ali's, okay. Ali's going to be in my list. So I, I'll give you a five All in right. no particular order. So we'll just make it easy. And we'll include the team sports. So I'll go Ali. I'll go Jordan. I'll go Wayne Gretzky because he's got every, he's dominated one sport. I'll go Serena. And then my fifth spot has got to be either. I got to go Tiger Woods and or Brady. So that's like tough. That's like a, that's like a one A and one B thing. And I, I'll probably go Brady because I'll give you the, just because of the championships and, you know, I, I'll go Brady there and I'm still leaving out Jim Brown. You know what I'm saying? I'm leaving out Usain Bolt. You know, I'm leaving out LeBron. I'm leaving out Michael Phelps. So I, it's tough. I mean, I, what do you think about that? I, I'm list kind of in agreement. Of- I'm gonna go Tiger. I'm gonna go Serena. I'm gonna go Michael. Then see, this is where it gets yeah. kind of tossy. I'm gonna go Bill Russell again because that's. I mean, you know, you just heard my whole argument on that. So I get yeah, y'all. Like, right, 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 right. And then that that next one. I kind of want to go Michael Phelps. And, and- I'm not mad at that. I remember, and I just want for people to listen to, we're leaving out names like 
Babe Ruth. We're leaving out Pele. We're leaving and, out um, yeah, and Jackie these Robinson. Other guys, I mean, like, let's just take an example. I kind of saw a documentary on here recently, so it's just kind of fresh on my mind. But, like, Jim Thorpe, who played football, baseball, too. Yeah. track. He did, like, 20 different sports. And he was pretty good in all of them. So, I mean. And, 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 and a person that we talked about before that I didn't even bring up, um, Kareem. Yeah. Exactly. I, you know, I forgot about him. I don't know I how mean, he I just did. I just did a top five list, and I left him out. And and, and I and I'm sitting here today, like right now, I'm like, I don't even know who to take out to put him in. You know what I mean? After the people I just named, or or even the people you just named. Who do I mean? Who do you? What am I taking out? Michael Phelps with that many gold medals? See, and that's the thing. And, and see, the thing I want to say about Michael Phelps though, too, and it's the same argument that can be made for you, same boat. Yeah, they only um, do this every four years. But let's say they go to the Olympics when they're 24. Next time they're 28. There's a big difference between competing when you're 24 and 28. So, uh, I mean, the true. fact that you're able to that's win true. again and back-to-back Olympics, something has to be said for you, just your greatness and your sustained excellence over that time period. Yeah, and and I and the best argument like you have for that is that, and then, of course, with them, you know, you're competing yeah. against everyone in the world. So, I mean, that's – and, and, and you know, we're also ignoring the fact – I mean, Michael Phelps and you say both. I mean, they go win individual stuff all the time. That's not the Olympics. So I'm not acting like they. I didn't want to. I didn't. I know it made it seem like they're not just sitting around doing. And you know what? Years. Like they're they're winning world championships. You know what I will too. say too? Because I'm happy you said that. It, it, it just kind of triggered something in my mind. They're competing against everybody else in the world. When we're talking about professional football and even professional basketball, we're really just talking about American sports. I'll almost say that, Michael. Yeah, we, that's, a, that's, that's, that's basically what we, just, what we did. just did. And I don't think we were kind of wrong in doing that, but that's just kind of the way we think, obviously, being Americans. I think there could be an argument made that Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt have a much greater chance of being argued as the greatest athletes of all time just because they're doing sports that are considered, you know, global. And, I mean, mm-hmm. like, even, even Messi might have a better argument or Pele because – Soccer is just such big around the world. I mean, I know it's not big in America, but that's just an American thing. Across the world, if you ask them what the number one sport is, in most places, it's either going to be soccer, and I think in India, it might be like cricket. So I think even then, they have a better argument than somebody I like, like Tom Brady or Bill Russell, whoever else you want to put up on there. It's tough. I mean, I feel so bad. almost feel really bad doing a top five. Like, this is one of the worst top five lists I feel like. I feel bad about it. Usually the top five list, I don't feel bad. I'm just like, oh, yeah, these guys are like, I'm le- you leaving out, like, greatness. It's, it's almost unfair to even well, put them. Let me, let, like, let me, let me branch off a little bit, too, and I don't want to get too long-winded because I know we're getting close to the end of the pod, but let me branch off a little bit. When we talk about the greatest athletes of all time, can Brady really be in the list? Because, like, I know he plays professional football. I'm going to get this. Oh, Trey, you never played college football, professional football, yada, yada, yada. I, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, I'm gonna yeah, hear yeah, that. you're going to hear that. Yeah. But it's really <laughs> a quote-unquote, like, an athlete's athlete. Like, I'm pretty sure, you know, I could pick people from high school and they're more quote-unquote athletic than Tom Brady. I couldn't really do the same for Bill Russell or LeBron James or Michael Jordan or any other name. Yeah, just their yeah. stature in itself. So I don't, yeah, like, gonna be. should he have a claim to the greatest athlete of all time because of that? So here, here's and of course, if anybody knows me, I'm not a big Tom. And I'm not fan either. I respect him being a Dolphins fan. But but here, but here's what I will say: 
in his in the argument for Brady. So the argument for Brady, but this besides all the championships and everything else we discussed, here's a few things that we can't take away, and that's important, even though he might not be quote unquote an athlete. Longevity in anything you do is tough, right? I mean, we're just talking about the, what, forget sports. Longevity in, in doing anything in life is tough to do, right? Then to do it in sports. He is also playing football. I know he's playing the quarterback position, but he has been hit. He has had a big injury before. Like, that is a thing. So to be doing that at that age and still be able to take hits and get back up is a thing in itself. And then the last thing, the mental approach to the game. Now, Trey, we can probably have a discussion on this, but in terms of team sports, I'd probably say easily the quarterback position is the toughest individual position in all team sports. I mean, what you got to know, all the calls you got to make, and you got to make split second decisions in under two seconds to be able to do that at the highest level and to study, especially with the way these schemes are and things like that. And of course we're getting, I'm getting off into a tangent as far as just football, but I mean, that takes time in itself. I mean, how many times do we see quarterbacks all the time with, we Trey, we can sit here and make make a name a list of quarterbacks that we've seen in the league that's more talented than Brady, got better arm strength, that are faster, that are physically stronger. But the mental part of the game, they just can't get over. Their 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 blitzes can't they can't recognize blitzes, recognize coverages. So to be able to do that for this long and to keep your body up and to keep winning, and I mean in itself is just tough. And I was never a big fan of the Brady argument. Just my last thing on that. I was never a big fan of the Brady argument in terms of like him with the weapons and didn't have like, cause I thought he's got a lot of weapons in his career. And it, the biggest and a great coach. is actually losing to Eli Manning and stuff and a great coach. But I'll be honest, man, like he just went to a different situation that they got, there was great talent around him. But I mean, to lead that team to a Super Bowl like that, he's the, he's the only difference. Like, he well, let me add this. There. I went to uh ranker.com and, uh, it's a pretty well-known website for ranking uh, different situations and different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have about 37 million votes on this, and it's the greatest athlete of all time. Uh, last updated, January oh. 27th. And right now, number one, and I'm by wide margin, Muhammad Ali. And then number two is Carl Lewis. Number three is Usain Bolt. Number four is Roger Federer. And number five is Michael Jordan. And I forgot about Roger Federer. So I... I didn't forget about it. I, I, I didn't want. I didn't really. Honestly, I didn't want to put two tennis players in the in the in the top list. And I thought Serena gets the. Yeah, I don't even see Serena on this. So I think and Roger Federer's be been dominant. Bias. In that regard. Yeah, I, I think. And remember, remember, in my list, I'm going off of the impact you've had too, and what she's done for the women's game and women's athletes in general. I just think that edges are over Roger Federer, in in that respect. I mean, but if we're just going off of numbers, Roger Federer's obviously got numbers to compete. Just the same. So, I don't know. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, we'll definitely turn it to 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 our listeners and see what they say. I've I've asked a few people around. They've I've got different answers too. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm honestly, we discussed this for this long, and I'm still. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I think you. Just, like, I think, like you said, it's a barbershop conversation. Conversation. It could last three hours, and you still wouldn't come to a real, you know, consensus mm-hmm. of a conclusion of who's the best athlete of all time. We need to do. We need to do a bracket one day. We need to do a bracket of, of something like that where, where we can, I don't know how we would do it, but we got to do some sort of bracket. I want to do a bracket about comedians too. I think that, that'll be funny, our funniest comedians, because I think we can bring the old school and new school into it. Just just ideas that we, we want to bring the listeners going forward. But we want to thank you guys all for, of course, always joining us, listening. 
uh, please like and subscribe. Um, I want to, want to give you guys' thoughts on the greatest of all time. And of course, a Super Bowl reaction. We'll be bringing you not only a new pod, and also we'll be bringing you some behind the scenes as well. So um, without further ado, man, and Trey, thanks as usual. Cool. And we'll get up on out of here.